Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Scott. I'm Ian. We're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. You know who this week's episode is brought to you by? I do not. You may as well tell me. Our patrons. Oh, yay! You can check us out. Uh, I believe it's something like patreon.com slash the effects loop. I don't actually know what the link is anymore because we got that the effects loop.com just gives you everything now, which is mm. the early plug. So I don't actually know where to send you. I think it, I just assume it's Patreon like that. If you join at a $5 tier, tier do you know what you get? Dude, I don't even know. You get the episode early. Oh! As Man, in like about 15 minutes after we're done recording it because that's how long it takes to edit. And you get it immediately. And you get to join a super secret group where you get to chat with the hosts of the show, give us show ideas that we ignore. And... Uh... <laughs> this was going so smoothly. <laughs> I can't I can't like falsely advertise what, what, we, what we do. But... Um... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, join it. Join it. You get to see all about Chris's struggles with cats and his continuous search for an amp. Tell me more. Oh, it's very hodgepodge. I don't want to ruin it. Looks um, like I'm going to have to join your $10 tier. Ooh, our $10 tier is... Uh, I don't even know. You could join our $5 tier twice. <laughs> 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 anyway. all the- You get next week's episode a week and a half. Yeah, I guess so. All that goes to actually supporting the show too, so it funds all our hosting. Every everything that it takes to go into the show and keep it going is entirely Patreon driven now. So that is that. Ian, anything new with you? New with me? Uh, no, not really. I know something new. Actually, I did get uh, I don't know some stuff with my pedal board. We don't need to get in. You finally got your that. straps too. Oh yeah, I got the strap. I got. Hey, we talked about that last time. It took forever. Yeah, well, that was funny because uh, I guess the fabric that I ordered my straps in was was the thing that was causing the delay. Um, thankfully, you just looked at Sweetwater.com, and um, pretty much every other strap that Demarzio sold was in stock. So we just switched the order over, and I had my order. I was waiting for five months, and I had my order like two days later. So I feel like an idiot, but hey, I'm happy to have the straps. The straps. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think. Have I got anything new? I got some new stuff today. You got actually. some updates in your uh, quad cortex. Yeah, I, I, the quad cortex. I got the update today. Four new reverbs, a fuzz face. There's some new amps in there. There's some new features I haven't quite figured out yet. Um, the fuzz face is fun. It, it's it's close enough to do the job. I wouldn't say it's like perfect, but it's, it it sounds like a fuzz face. It doesn't just quite. Fit feel like one got you got but, you but i was also like i was using my les paul to figure it out so that's like my least friendly guitar to fuzzes so i don't know i don't know yeah, yeah that's uh that's what's new in my world that and it's been 15 minutes i officially don't have covid hey hey, hey. that's good if anyone asks, uh, I have not been feeling well for a few days, so I did. I just got my test results back and negative. So I'm just Atta not boy. feeling good for a, another reason. Mm-hmm. And Ian's happy because I saw him yesterday and I didn't wear a mask, so he's happy about that. Yeah, true. <laughs> Although I've had it and I've been vaccinated, so hopefully I'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so with that, should we dial in? dial into? i should say for clarity especially since this is going online i caught it before i was vaccinated i didn't have it after getting vaccinated my favorite is now everyone saying that all what was it Nicki minaj did that post of like my cousin in trinidad uh, got the covid vaccine <laughs> and, looked at everyone, and everyone went um your cousin got gonorrhea um, buddy <laughs> yeah hun, uh, that's what we call an std he's yeah. lying to save face and you just <laughs> took the bait Big time and made an ass of yourself, uh, you know, at the global scale. 
Yeah. You know what? I think we should spend the next 20 minutes just going through Twitter debunking things that people say about Twitter because we're clear or, uh, about COVID because we're clearly the experts here. That is very true. Yeah. Yep. I do have a um, medical, I can't even say medical degree, let alone now. Yeah. The, the jig is up. I know nothing. Oh, we found <laughs> out. Damn. Sorry, guys. What I brought Ian on for wasn't actually what I brought. I'm sorry. This week's out. medical consultant has. <laughs> Got the old the yeah. hooked cane yanked <laughs> yeah. off the stage treatment. Yeah, you're still qualified enough to go on Dr. Oz. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired at <laughs> daytime TV host Dr. Oz. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. no one's firing enough shots at daytime TV hosts. Yeah. No. No. Not not enough. But speaking of firing shots, uh, Keeley just came out with the compressor mini. Oh, dude. Now, yeah. when you think of Keeley pedals, what's the first thing you think of? I mean, I think of compressors. Like that is that it, is the Keeley thing. It's just inequivocal. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that or the I, Katana I, Boost, but well, that's I think even just because of John Mayer. Anyway, um, it's just, the Katana wouldn't be anything special if it wasn't on his board. Not that it's a bad pedal. I just mean like it wouldn't be hyped up. It's just a clean boost. But yeah, I mean it's the compressors. It's definitely the compressors. I think Keeley's done some some cool stuff lately that hasn't really gotten any attention. I think a mini compressor, especially with like the two knob, I I'm, I'm a guy who just leaves his compressor on. Um, yeah, there's yeah. not enough mini compressors out there actually because it is a often an always on pedal. So having it as a definitely. mini is a great option for a lot of people. I agree, especially an under the board option or off to the side or all the all the flexibility a mini gives you. Absolutely. Um, I guess, I guess, I mean, there's the Zotic SP. That's the only one, that's the only other one I can think of. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think there's a mini pulp and peel in there. Is there really? There might be. Maybe, uh, maybe don't, don't quote me. There's the Pigtronics ones, right? Mm. Don't they have the, the Flosser Stone? The that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's that guy. There's two of them, actually. There was a Philosopher's Stone and then there was like a, there's another one because when they shrunk them down, they went from four knobs to three, mm. and so I believe that there's two mini versions. One has the gain knob, and then one has maybe the blend or something. I can't remember. Um, yeah, like you're saying with like with mini compressors. I mean, uh, just like with with any other pedal, it pays to have options. And when you're starting to take away knobs and features like that, um, you know, um, you're gonna want a compressor that you vibe with. You know, the less control you have over it, like it's important to have options. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd also just say for the average guitar player, actually not having options is actually the right move. That's true too. Absolutely. Uh, Cause most of us don't know how to set a compressor correctly. Uh, it's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's like the, the classic joke. It's like, yeah, I spent an hour dialing in my compressor before I realized I didn't have it on. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So well, this is, this might hit the point. I mean, a buck 29, and for the first thousand Easy. units, which is probably already sold out at this point, they had Good a special uh, black neon limited edition, which looked great. Um, great looking pedal. Um, if you ask me, I think I would probably personally prefer the white. Um, that's just my own personal preference. But that black with the uh, with the blue and the pink sort of uh, like cotton candy kind of stripe there looks great. It's, it's retro. Very yeah. retro, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is very in vogue right now. Makes me think of like the DRV or something, like some of those colors that they they offer in the DRV. Interesting. Which we talked about last week. Yeah, we did. You know, I still haven't plugged it in. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got three new pedals that I have not plugged in. That shows you like just one, just how dialed into the quad cortex I am these days. That mm -hmm. I don't even like plugging the expression pedal into the thing. That's how like dialed into it I am right now. Yeah. Well, uh, when you know, you know when and, it doesn't lose power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. You, the first uh, time they heard it last used... week. They heard oh, it did last they? week. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you I mean, totally. Yeah, I tuned in. You weren't even there, Ian. You didn't even go to church <laughs> that week. You, <laughs> I wasn't even there. That makes, <laughs> it makes you think of an old uh, whitest kids, you know, oh, sketch. Yeah. You ever watch that? Actually, I have Ma, can you make me sandwich? <laughs> Ma, what? No, what? No, I wasn't even there. He's he's playing video games with his friends. 
and the sketch is that like he is the character in the video game and they're playing like call of duty or something like that so everybody else is like crouched and he's just standing up in the middle of the field like yelling at the top of his lungs over his mic to his mom in the background not paying attention nice yeah that's great anyway um yeah no i think this keely compressor uh you know the mini one i mean it's it's keely and it's what he's known for so it's got to be good it's got to be um yeah and yeah with a name like keely it has to be good now uh another interesting thing about it too is how much gain it's got on tap for the level control so you can use it to as a boost it, it says at any settings i know um at least from what i've read compared to its uh full size big brother um it's missing the toggle for like switching between pickups mm-hmm. so it's got some interesting uh st- basically I just found a sweet spot there um so it should work pretty well with everything and then apparently what's really intriguing about this too is um, because of the lack of tone control, it's got some circuitry that, I don't know, some mumbo-jumbo, some magic wiring that will recover your tone um, even when it's being, you know, squeezed like crazy. So hmm. don't really know how all that stuff works, but some bold claims. So um, It just sounds like an easy button. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think uh, it probably is something that can be used at all uh, at all settings by the sound of it. Um can't go wrong and it's teeny so all right well let's head in the opposite direction boss also last week broke new ground with the ir200 amp and ir cabinet and the sy200 synthesizer pedals these are sweet i i am very very intrigued by the sy200 yep and i think any synth pedal deserves attention um I've tried a lot. Yeah, you had an Enzo for a bit there. I did. That was kind of wacky. I got it in a trade, um, mainly to kind of help out a friend, a mutual friend of ours, actually. Um, and definitely spent some time playing with it. Uh, you know, I got to say, since they're fun, like, okay, so I've gone through the Line 6 stuff. I have a, an HX Stomp now. So any of their synth stuff I've played around with. And I had the M5 before that. So I had the Legacy stuff. Which of course is still included in the in the in the HX stomp, but um, yeah, I've messed with that. Uh, I've done the whammy pedals, um, almost every single one of them I've tried, um, and I've done some pitch stuff inside the Kemper. Um, <clears throat> trying to think of besides the Enzo, if there's anything that I've missed, and while those effects tend to be just a lot of fun to use um i've always had a problem with the tracking so mm. to me that's going to be the real uh the real tell here is is how well boss nails that um you know monophonic tracking has never been a problem for anybody <laughs> oh wow <laughs> electroharmonics <laughs> well i suppose that's that's true although I mean that's part of the joy of having a pod. Part of the legacy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it's the like, bad the, the, tracking is part of what makes it sound good. Yeah, exactly. So it's, they've gotten to a point where you can't really touch that. But even with like the Enzo and some of the newer stuff, like the the polyphonic tracking and all that stuff, even the like uh, the digital capo style pedals and all that kind of stuff, it just mm-hmm. it sounds like garbage. I've told you this, um, you know, off the uh, podcast record before, but the best. Uh, digital capo that I've ever used, like in, in that realm of things, is on the Kemper. Nothing else comes close to it. Um, and I still refuse to even use that. So I mainly really just used it for like an E flat button for uh, my strap. It's the Hendrix tuning, uh, and it sounds fantastic. So uh, you know, obviously with a synth pedal, they're not claiming to do that, but uh, it's the tracking that allows these pedals to work so well so um even if you know the effects sound really 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 great one note at a time i'm very curious to see how it's going to hold up in polyphonic tracking well i mean this is taking i mean the sy1 and the sy300 were both heavily loved pedals and so by yeah. bringing this down into i i think frankly this is about the ideal size of 
a multi-effect like this like yeah the the standard boss one and done sound effect was not real i was just like mm, it's one trick pony yep i can't see myself doing that yeah. at this size where i have presets i can swap it out with the trs midi all those kind of things this mm -hmm. suddenly opens up a, a new spot where i'm like mm, well maybe if i toss my pog and you know make a little bit more room i could come up with some creative stuff for this like so absolutely this, this form factor and size is right where i'm thinking is a lot of people are going to jump all over it whereas i think the 300 yeah. was just too big for what it was because you have to commit a lot of board to it also i mean coming 300, in at, yeah. at 300 bucks i mean it's still very much within the realm of possibility for most of us definitely and it's a i, I believe it it's the same form factor as their 200 level um or 200 series delay and reverb that are already out yep um i think they've got a modulation as well at that at that size um so they're definitely just kind of continuing to build out this 200 series super cool and you know both of us use um direct rigs mm -hmm. um and so i mean let's not forget to mention the amp sim uh this is an ir loader it can it can operate as just an ir loader or as an amp sim uh offers some unique um capabilities with that they're saying that you can run two irs at the same time on one amp which is interesting so if you're trying to mix your speakers or um you know or you want to combine a uh just an, a longer ir with a shorter ir or whatever you want there's there's all sorts of customizable things they've collaborated with celestian um mm -hmm. and so out of the box it's definitely going to be coming with some great irs um already i mean you know that so yeah, yeah uh, it's I'm, intriguing. I'm legitimately curious how good these are gonna sound because here's here's yeah. the rub. Um, Boss's stuff is always run at 32-bit processing instead of 24-bit. So they've always kind of advertised our processors are a lot more powerful. Sure. And so by doing that, plus uh, the 500 millisecond IR length makes me really wonder here how good it's gonna sound because I think the Iridium went with that long of IRs too. Um, where normally impulse responses are, you know, 20, 30 milliseconds. They're not very long. Yeah, so, and I will say I had an Iridium there for quite a while and I was a big fan. Yeah. And if I don't if I recall correctly, wasn't uh they used Celestian IRs or was it um own hammer IRs? They used the third remember. party IR as well. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean um, that that at the end of the day, I honestly is probably the smartest thing to do is just simply do a licensing deal with a known IR company Definitely. just because then you're giving like industry standard, you know, the predictability of, okay, if you want something different, like we were joking about this, um, the quad cortex update came out again. I was like, Oh no, four by 10 cab still. I yeah. want a four by 10 cab because I like a super reverb sound. Um, yeah. well, and frankly in a world that is starting to now get more saturated with, uh, amp and cab modelers, it yeah. just helps to have a known name like there that isn't, just boss again i mean we know boss can do great stuff they've done mm -hmm. great stuff longer than just about anybody but uh yeah i think the thing that separates this from some of the others um well one both if you can you're comparing this with the acs1 from walrus or the strymon iridium right that's the existing space same price point for all of them um yep. by adding or coming out with actually eight different amp models instead of the three that is an area of sort of separating them away definitely um, and there's also three bass cabs in there too yeah and i really players. could see you know bass players finally picking one of these up and really loving it too so definitely. yeah um i just i also asked the question though is this too late to the market um that is a that's a good question where I stand, I don't think that there is going to be a too late for uh, for amp and cab modelers right now. Uh, of course, I mean, we both play in the worship space pretty heavily, which is even still continuing to convert more and more to direct rigs. But um, for those that have already adopted them, I mean, it is, it, it is really quite difficult to go back. And so the more improvements that we can see, and like I was saying with the Kiwi stuff, like the more the more options that you've got, I think everybody wins. Um, and as you know, everything out there continues to get smaller and smaller tech wise, um, when it, you know, when you can pack 
eight quality guitar amps and three bass, you know, quality mm-hmm. bass amps um, into such a small form factor. I think everybody wins. You know, I now in terms of how many units do they expect to sell day one? That's another kind of thing. You know, that's another mm-hmm. another question. But I will root for any company that is trying to develop this, uh, you know, means of running direct. Yeah, I just, I also wonder, is this just them repackaging what they did in the GT1000? As in, not much is different, maybe some new IRs? Yeah, like the, because um, they, they had their no-name amp models there. Like, that, yeah. that was the classic thing that everyone kind of ripped on them for, was they didn't actually, like, they just did Crunch, that's <laughs> their mm-hmm. amp name um in in the gt1000 but a lot of people liked it but at the same time the gt1000 didn't really catch on sure or at least one one it was kind of late to the market um like the helix had already been around for ages at that point and there's other players in the space but at the same time we were watching you know people gush like me gush over the quad cortex and that's a that's a that's late to the market all things considered um so there's there's Good room point. to push Although things the quad out. cortex of course takes a different angle and joins the fractal full-size helix you know that category yeah. comfort um by doing everything at once this one thing that is interesting too that uh kind of um would separate this i would say from the iridium or the acs1 which are probably its most immediate competitors is that it um will function as an interface Oh, so I missed that. That is definitely, um, you know, one selling feature that would kind of set it apart from the pack. Um, they're claiming that it should even work with iOS devices because nice. it's got USB out. So that right there, uh, you know, if you're trying to do some portable recording or, or just looking for like a really easy way to track for demos, um, you know, that right there is great. I mean, you can even just run a USB port out of your entire board and, and record that way. Um, which is great because I mean most um, people don't have a recording interface right off the bat either so that's just another place to do yeah work yeah. with it from what I've seen uh, I've not seen any other like specifics about like the cabs I know like when Strymon launched the Iridium they were very clear about what they were trying to emulate mm-hmm. that they were trying to emulate real world amps with with real world cabinets um I don't know that boss is necessarily taking that angle. So your theory, I mean, um, they're not, be... they're not too far off. Their names are classic clean tweed and class a. That's true. It just doesn't seem like they're trying to claim that it's going to sound exactly like a specific amp. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they're getting the gist fit a class, of... but you know, that's what the, the old helix stuff sounds, you know, well, sort of the same thing. I think part of the idea with that too, is just simply that's what IRs let you do. Good point. Is if you're like, hey, I want a Vibrolux or I want a Deluxe or I want a Champ. Um, the argument is the amps don't sound that different. I know, I know. There's That's differences, a good point. but well, like there, the speakers, there's differences in like the tone controls and, and things yeah. like that, which Strymon does emulate in their Iridium. But, but by by having this by having different speakers, you can kind of approximate some of that, just like definitely. right off the bat. Sort yeah. of also begs the question of, um, I mean, obviously. It's nice to sort of have the option to try and go for a sound that you already know and love, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a good sound is a good sound. And if putting a label on it is going to keep you from trying it, um, you know, there's downsides to that too. So, you know. Oh. No, that's, a, that's a fair argument. I mean, that's an argument against the like how we get obsessed with the brand names on yeah exactly on things are like oh is this is this a baseman or is this a is this a twin or you know those kind of things and it's like just don't get too hung up on it um now on something i would like to get hung up on for just a minute here fender launches their player plus series showing new spin new finishes and pro quality specs including noiseless pickups locking tuners rolled fretboard fretboard edges is this the guitar we've wanted from Fender this whole time? That's a great question. Um, I mean, because let, let's run it down real quick. There's the Player Plus Strat, which is locking tuners, um, three single coils. It comes in a c- couple of cool colors. Um, and was there anything actually? 
uh, a two-point tremolo system, modern C neck. Um, the HSS version comes with this unique-looking humbucker. We'll talk about put, Let's put a pin in that. Let's come back to that humbucker for a mm-hmm. minute. Um, and there's a push-pull splitter for the humbucker to get some more options out of there. The Telecaster is a modern C neck. Uh, your standard sort of push pull on the telly too, even on the standard telly, which is interesting. Yeah. You've got a Nashville telly in there. You've got a active precision base, active jazz base, active base, jazz base five, and some really, really cool finishes in here. Like burst, unique bursts or fade fades. There's some metallics and candy, candy apple green in there is one of the ones that's really cool. Some of them come with uh, 12 inch radius fretboards as well. So, okay. Having said that, is this the guitar we've been wanting from Fender? I can't quite tell. My uh, almost everything in me is is going to say yes. I mean, first of all, the differences between uh, okay, um, for a credibility standpoint, I do own a 2017 American Pro Fender Strat. I do love the guitar. It doesn't touch my PRS. Now, um, as an owner of, you know, of a Fender American Pro Series, there's not too much difference in the fit and finish between that and a good quality Mexican Fender. Um, but it's hard to justify the price sometimes. Uh, so the rolled neck edges like that, uh, that is one definite like key difference that does set up apart the uh yep. the fender american pro series so that's going to catch that up right there you're looking at a, a you know thousand dollar uh price point here so basically right in between what we've known the mexican series to be and the uh american pro although i don't even know if they technically offer the, they've changed their names over the years but um so it's sort of the the right in between and it offers the features of both uh we've seen noises pickups in the mexican series for a while now um you can take that or leave it. I know that's just going to be a personal preference thing. That's fine. Um, but the locking tuners, they've offered those on the Mexican guitars for forever now. Uh, it blows my mind that Fender isn't just offering that as a standard. And I get that sort of purists are, um, you know, know what they're what they're wanting from a series. So this is kind of, I think this is clever because it allows them to keep their their current series alive and well while offering sort of a bridge between yeah i mean it it lets them upsell you on a lot of mods that you always wind up seeing people do anyway yeah well like speaking of the telly the push pillow on that telly uh changes the um polarity of both so when you have it in the middle position and you're running both pickups like that you can pull on that toggle to switch between series and parallel wiring which is great um which is normally that's normally yeah that's normally the four switch telly mod right that a lot of people do that's a clever thing, and it yeah. just looks like a normal telly. It also offers them to add some fun finishes, too. The thing that I'm just sad about, though, is that half of these things, I feel like, should just kind of come standard these days anyway. So um, it'd be great to be able to offer these in some of my, the you know, the classic finishes that we know and love and not have to just look completely different. Um, these finishes are cool, though, and it offers some variety I mean, for people who want something different, too. You, so, you've still got the three-color sunburst and the Olympic pearl in there um so i mean there are some of the classic finishes that are still there but they're you know it it lets them differentiate a little bit that a a newer finish also comes with the newer features oh definitely it helps them pop off the wall at a guitar store someone's going to walk in and know exactly what that means when they see this new finish they've never seen before and that's great i mean it's smart from a marketing standpoint and they didn't Um, go too metal with them or any of that kind of stuff no where it's like oh no No. I, i i can see a brand purist still picking one of these up and liking it definitely and you know uh especially with like some noiseless pickups and all that kind of stuff like if that's what you're into there's there's pros and cons i actually had a nashville style telly with the uh, noiseless pickups that i absolutely loved i didn't love the telly i love the pickups <laughs> um yeah uh, i don't have a great but, story with that telly since i sold yeah. it for you and had a night nightmare shipping it and issues but yeah, yeah that was a bummer yeah it was a bummer um, but uh, what was also a bummer was that the, the neck pickup on that thing kicked the snot out of the stock pickup on my Fen- uh, Fender American Pro. But I got a Lambertones um, 
HSS loaded pick guard that solved that problem right away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, this is, I, this is interesting. I, I've not seen anything about what the nuts made of or, you know, it's not I think it's going to be some of the materials, but yeah, it's going to be some of it's more of the same. I mean, it's, it's same materials coming out of the, the Mexican factory and let's, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. here's the other fun part is like the locking tuners they're throwing on have been drop a drop in replacement on these things for ages. If yeah. you just buy them, but yeah. now you don't have to do it. Now you can just go and buy a guitar and it's ready to go. And yep. I mean, this, I, this is a more attractive feature set to me than the old deluxe series that mm. used to be out there. So I think yeah. these are going to sell really well and also really attract a lot of people who are going, yeah, I'm not quite ready to jump to American standard for whatever. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, it'll be interesting to see if there are any um, noticeable changes in the hardware between this and like what we already have seen in the Mexican series. Um, uh, some of the, just... bridge, the, the bridges are upgraded. Oh yeah, with the two point. Yeah, that's true. Even um, even on the, uh, the the bases, you get the high mass bridges. Mm, so yeah, they are the uh, the thick mass like saddles. From what it looks like, that yep. like, I mean, we know they're kind of made more cheap on the on the Mexican side of things, but you see that on the Fender Elite. Um, I'm not just a, uh, as an aside here, the biggest fan of their locking tuners on the on the Mexican series. Uh, Really? I just find them. Yeah, I I like the locking tune. I you know it's de definitely a genuine stab at them. They work, without question. Um, but they are just you know finger tighten kind of thing. And what what locking tuners are not finger tighten? I love my PRS locking tuners. I gotta say it. I I have a harder time locking the tuners on my PRS than I do on any of my like Cluson style. Can I ask you this though? Yeah. But hey, well, I shouldn't even ask you. I should just what what I should say is, I don't know when it's tight enough on that style. On this style? Oh, I find them. I find them easier to get torque on. Um, I always find. Well, those ones actually stick out even further away from the guitar, so you can get more of your fingers on it. The Fender ones that were on my telly were a lot more close to. Yeah, for those those I can't see the video. I'm, I'm holding up my Titan at uh, Ian right now with some Goto locking style tuners, yeah. which the Fender ones are not that far different from. Yeah, they're they're a little thinner though. That wheel, the thumb wheel, yeah, is a little uh, thinner, tighter to the body, which is just you just get less of a grip on it. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's that being said, it's still definitely a locking tuner. It's a big step up from a non-locking tuner, if you ask me. Um, so I don't mean to complain too much. I'm getting pretty nitpicky about what I'd no. otherwise be very I, excited I think about. I, it really depends to me of how well they roll the edges on these things. Cause I think yeah. that will be a big difference for people that they'll pick it up and go, Oh, this is comfy. But at the same time yeah. it is a 12 inch radius. So it is going to be a very modern feeling neck. So the vintage purists are going to probably scoff at that pretty hard. Especially yeah. new Mr. Seven and a quarter. Well, that's true. I mean, I like I, I like the nine and a half as well, um, for sure. Yeah, we'll see. One one thing that really disappointed me about my Fender American Strat too is uh, the neck just wasn't seasoned. It moved around on me like crazy, so I was getting fresh sprout uh, first couple of years. That being said, I was uh, not kind to it. I lived in a studio um, apartment for like seven months with a full-on furnace and so there was i mean the, the spit was getting sucked out of my mouth it was so dry in there like but still that being said um i'm going to expect the same kind of thing out of this series and when you start rolling the edges that stuff becomes even more obvious uh so well you got a 2017 right yeah was that pal Farrow? Nope. Yeah, still I, I, Rosewood? Uh, still Rosewood, yeah. Okay, that I just that kills my theory that they had to switch to Pal Ferro so quickly that they were using yeah. some new wood that wasn't seasoned very well. Oh uh, well I mean that could still be the case, although it wouldn't have covered my case. My uh yeah. but yeah. Well, I th let's move on uh to probably the thing you and I are both most interested in actually picking yes. up and trying. Uh, Squire has expanded its classic vibe line with a classic vibe, late 50s Jazzmaster. 
Awesome. Just awesome. Proper Jazzmaster of Vibrato. It looks like a tunematic bridge. Mm. So it does fix that. It, it, it's closer to sort of the classic player setup, which mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. Um, but so the tunematic with a with a Squire Vibrato um, still has the rhythm circuit, still has proper Jazzmaster pickups. Yep. And comes with an anodized uh, pickguard on both the Sunburst and the white. Yeah, the gold. Those fancy gold metal pickguards. Dude, they look slick. Do you think this will? Bucks. You think this will kick off the uh, Jay Mascus as everyone's favorite square? Uh, I don't know if I'm qualified I, to comment on that. Part of me still wonders. Does it? I think the Jay Mascus is still kind of what people actually want when they think they want a a, a jazz master. They actually want P90s. They actually want you know some of that kind of stuff. But at 460 yeah. bucks out the door, I mean that's what. Chicago Music Exchange has them listed as right now. Are they mm-hmm. in stock? I saw them advertising them on Instagram, so I in, would bet that they've got a couple. In stock. Maybe I should go over and check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's the narrow tall frets, which I'm never super hot on, but... I could do narrow tall. Yeah. I could do narrow tall. Yeah. Won't be too mad. I mean, that's yeah. the vintage. It's yeah, it's the, the vintage late, feel. It's the late 50s feel, so... But, uh... Yeah, dude, I just think this is solid. It's not. I mean, listen. The interesting thing about a Jazzmaster, anyway, that we've kind of all come to agree on, is that no matter where you buy it from, unless you're spending like four or five grand on it, you're modifying it. You you often got to put a little bit of work into it. I mean, these come right. with a Mustang bridge, so it should this already one. have. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it already. I mean, I, it, it, I bet it, you the vibrato flops like crazy because, th- like the Japanese ones did, where it just you need to replace the collet and arm with something a little tighter. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, maybe put locking tuners on it. <laughs> yeah, it's about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's got it's got all of the. I mean, yeah, a jazz master is always going to be a little bit finicky out of the box. Like I said, it's going to be finicky. Even after you've modified the hell out of it, it's still going to be a finicky guitar. So you may as well pick a solid-looking one up for 460 bucks, right? And then, down the line, you've saved yourself some dough to, to spend on your upgrades if you need them. Yeah, it's just it's so easy, especially in the Jazzmaster world. Parts are so expensive. The good parts are. I yeah. mean, a Mastery Bridge on its own is like 200 bucks. Right. So I can see someone buying one of these and spending 1000 bucks on it. Definitely. So. And then, yeah. Which, uh-huh. I mean, ultimately, what what do you think the, the the difference would be between starting at like a you know the pro level jazz master? Is, it, it, well, and doing the same modifications. Well, here's the thing: if the 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 old thing was um, back in the day, the American Vintage reissue, whatever, whatever AVRI, <laughs> that one didn't really need to be touched. The Johnny Marr sure. didn't really need to be touched. Sure. Those came out of the box playing well enough. And people usually bought parts from those to modify the cheaper ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how the current, you know, American Pro or the American Ultra. I know the American Ultra is supposed to be just amazing. Mm. But it's also a departure from the vintage specs. So I, I would have to guess that's that's running around the $1,800 mark, right? Oh, if, if not more. Yeah. If not more. Yeah. So you're looking at you know, five, six times the price here. Yeah, but I don't, <laughs> let's not get caught in the, the art of false equivalency that people love to do where they're like, hey, I just bought a Firefly and I put $200 in it to it and it plays better than any Gibson you can oh, ever find. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I, mean, I, of course, I'm not I'm not even one of those guys. I mean, I own two PRSs. I know what, it, you know, I think it's worth it to spend good money on a good guitar for sure. But mm-hmm. it, uh, I think I think the Jazz Master sort of, um, has its own angle with this just because at least in a lot of our minds it's something that a lot of us already preconceived we just know we're going to be putting money into it yeah so it's worth checking one out if it's going to be good enough at a 460 dollar. i mean the real the real thing is is the vibrato and the bridge good enough on its own yeah if if those some foundations are solid then it's a good mod platform if you're shaky there 
walk away. Find a better yeah. guitar that fits what you're looking for. Now, they did say that it's non-locking. So if that's a feature out of the trem that you're looking to make use of, that's going to be most a people, bummer out of the Most stuff, people don't know how to set that up properly. Anyway. Most people, exactly. I mean, that's, you'd have to it, have a tech the, do that. The locking trim's only there for if you break a string. Yeah. Yep. Or, I mean, that's the main purpose why it's there. I yeah. never use mine. I mean, no one else, no other guitar with a trim on it has that kind of thing anyway. Oh, the right? Mastery I mean, Vibrato gets rid of it. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that rattles if you don't have it set up right. So it is something you got to dial in. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. super easy to dial in. You just sit there and adjust the screwdriver until there's just a hint of pressure. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, check these out. Definitely. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, the last comes from Fender Japan, which I am not sure is actually going to find its way over here, but the Squire Katana is coming back. This is an interesting old school design from was it 1985 they did it and it kind of failed yeah um you're probably not going to get too much out of me for this um, it looks like a pv yeah it does it's of that era um if you know what a squire katana is you might be all over this uh it's a signature model for uh, a bass player um hama akamato Akamoto, I apologize for pronouncing your name wrong. Um, it looks trippy. It fits with an aesthetic. Yep. It's a P base, technically. Seven and a quarter inch fretboard radius on that bad boy. Yeah. Slightly smaller, um, 32 inch scale length from uh, what from the original. Oh. Um, there you go. You know. So it'll be playable. It'll be fun to play. It's definitely you know a very specific look though. So, yeah, it's got the uh, what do they call it? The ashtray, or is that no? That's the telly thing. It's got the you know like the where it covers the saddles, saddle cover thing. I think that's still called. I think I, I would still call that an ashtray. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it, it's definitely a very specific look. Um, it's kind of a cool like vintage edgy kind of thing. It's not like too. See that era, the aesthetic from that era, either. Triggers in your brain, oh, hey, that's old and cool, or that is cheap. There's no in-between. Or, like, I, I'm from that generation where all everyone knows PV as, like, the dusty piece of equipment that's just been in somebody's basement and left over that's and is true. half broken. Yeah. That's what I think of PV as. And I know people older than me think of PV as, like, the great value brand. Well, they got to see it before it was old and dusty in somebody's yeah. basement. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... <laughs> We're a little young for that. And it, yeah, and then you had, you know, the they tried to stick around and then you had the undercover boss stuff anyway um so just whatever my I, perspective on life does not gravitate towards pv stuff at all but yeah i will say the uh the finishes look pretty sick that uh it's got like a almost like a shell pink kind of thing yeah. from what i'm seeing i don't see a close-up on it so i don't know if it's like uh you know glittery or 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 if it's more like a flat color or, or whatever, but uh, I don't know. It, you know, the more I look at it, the more it's sort of intriguing me. But uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's kind of really intriguing me. The Virtua from mm. Emerald Guitars. This thing is an oddball. It is an acoustic guitar with humbuckers with a car carbon fiber body. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very um, interesting. So it sits in that world of like the Taylor T5 and maybe the Acoustasonic of sort of a hybrid in between acoustic and an electric guitar. Mm -hmm. But this offers Fishman Fluence pickups, which comes with its own tons of fun, has a Graftech Ghost piezo system, and also has a 13-pin MIDI synth voice output. Very very interesting combination of features here this this screams i i busk with tons of reverb yes. doing two-hand tapping and hitting the guitar kind of stuff yeah that's that's immediately yeah. what i think of with this i mean it will not hit any sort of i mean it's it yeah it doesn't look like any acoustic uh, any classic acoustic at all carbon oh, no. fiber body, it, body instantly stands out it's got a straight up 
you know, electric guitar, uh, bridge and saddles configuration. Um, it's also, interestingly, it's got a compound radius fretboard, so it's probably going to play more like an electric as well, which is frankly kind of appealing to me. That would be appealing to me to see in more acoustics because uh, as a guy with smaller hands and as frankly as a guy who just likes the feel of electrics more, it would be nice yeah. to see that on more acoustics, but this is not going to look like any, I mean. Now, do you do you thirty six to $4,000 want this? No, oh no, I don't even I don't even eight hundred dollars want this, but <laughs> it's got some interesting features. That's for sure. I just I'm just not the target for it. Um, what do you think about the sound hole location by taking the shoulder out and putting a sound hole there? I think it's very interesting. We've seen it on a few like Taylor's got um, a series with with the uh, holes up on you know up there too. I. I don't even know. I'm trying to remember if I've ever played one. I'm sure that I have at CME sometime. Uh, I Okay. Pro tip. If anyone ever tells you, we put the sound hole there so that you can hear it better. Um, hand the guitar back to them and thank them for their time and move on. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean the guitar sucks. It just means No, it that... just means that whoever's telling you about <laughs> that guitar guy. does not understand right. what a hole does on a guitar. Because right. the sound doesn't come off of that come out from that it comes off of the big top moving air right like a speaker um yeah and that's our acoustics lesson i mean i think you know when they when they have the the pickups in the guitar like they do they oh, had to i don't know that they I, have a choice i think it's going to sound great to be sound. honest with you i i, I think it's going to sound fine it's going to hit all those buttons i think it's going to be better than an acoustasonic or whatever the yeah it's it? almost got like a parlor size thickness to it from what i'm seeing in the in the photos yeah so it's uh, it looks like it's got some more depth in the body than an acoustasonic. So it's actually it's gonna have the right. It feel. might actually resonate like a more like a normal acoustic. Um, although I don't know if it really needs yeah. to. Yeah, you can also get two acoustasonics for that price point, though. Uh, but do you want two acoustasonics? No, you know, what? I, I, I walked one, into but, Guitar you know. Center and tried one, and was so disappointed with the fit and finish of it. I had a conversation with the. Um, the sales guy there, and he said, "Fender's not going to do anything about this. They're not going. They can't take it back. They can't service it. It's not." So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm even if I were inclined to be interested in the Fender Acoustasonic, which I guess, admittedly, I was. I was intrigued by them. Hmm. I still am intrigued by the concept. Um, as somebody who runs a direct rig and all that stuff it, like it's nice to have and frankly because it plays like an electric guitar if it sounds convincing like a good acoustic and plays like an electric uh, i don't know man i mean they've been trying to sell us ovations since we were teenagers saying they play like an electric guitar yeah i'm still gonna try it yeah you know but i don't know yeah this uh even on looks alone i get that that's somebody's vibe out there for sure yeah um should we move on yeah so following new releases synergy preamps or synergy has come out with a new amp module for uh the high gain diesel herbert preamp module so mm -hmm. if you are after that diesel sound and you already have a synergy system go check it out 400 bucks that's all i got to say i mean it's it it's the synergy system there it's a cool thing here's another one yep uh orange of, yeah orange has come out with the super crush 100 which is i believe their their quote is solid state done right um basically taking i believe it was the was it the orange stamp 100 whatever their pedal board um thing was uh orange pedal baby 100 that's the one they yeah, had yeah, yeah, yeah. um which yeah, people loved uh now putting it in a more traditional package for yep. it and frankly coming in at a pretty reasonable price of for 4.99 for the head version 7.99 for the the combo I think it's great uh you know i am a little skeptical though about the the amps lately this is just based on my own limited personal experience of that um you know i mean i've said i've been running direct for a while one of my first um attempts at that was a hughes and kettner 
can't remember exactly what model. It's one of the smaller heads that has the uh, the modeling option built in. The uh, you know the option oh, this to like, put a this dummy load on it. And, this and, is just an AB power amp. But it's got a cab out. It's got a cab sim. Oh. Option, which I should have. Yeah, I'm mincing words Caps here. Cab and... The cab sim built in is what I'm looking is is what oh. I mean to comment on. Uh, it's interesting to me. I'd rather probably have something that gives me more more options than the built in one. So. But I, mean, I like that it's a feature. I, 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 I think the, the average question for a lot of us is just simply how does this stack up against like the Boss Katana? Because that's kind of set the standard in terms of solid state amps these days. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. One of the obvious kind of pros right out the gate, well, I shouldn't say pro, it just depends on what you're into, but this, this just looks like an orange head. So that's your vibe. Yeah, they've got you covered. It's it's your entry level orange. Yeah. All right. And it's it's like the new fenders, you know, the solid state fender stuff. You know, I'm sure it's going to be lighter, more portable in that way. And uh, you got your pros and cons on durability versus serviceability there, but yeah, I mean, solid state amps tend to be pretty durable as long as they're designed properly. Yeah. It's it's where their transformers or current limiting stuff goes out because it just isn't set up properly. That's where it goes bad. All right. Yeah. Um, other recent news. This is not a new product, but it's a new packaging of it. Um, Line 6 has announced that when you buy a new Helix, now they're including $500 recording software, including Cubase Elements and Helix Native right built right in when you buy a Helix Floor. LT rack or helix control. I, so I asked the question first off, are helix is not selling now? Have ha, has the luster run out run out on them that people aren't buying new ones that they have to now package new stuff with them? Cuz for a while there they were charging you an extra what was it 400 bucks for helix native if uh if you yeah, yeah. helix native is 400 software if you buy uh i know if you buy hx stamp you get um a discount code to get full helix native for just 100 dollars. Mm -hmm. so but this is takes it even further it's free if you buy the full uh full helix um i don't know yeah is, i mean is this they must a sign be... of end of life for the helix that's the other kind of question i hope not let me just say, I've been seeing nothing but greatness come out of Line 6 lately in their software updates. So um, I, I really think that people shouldn't be sleeping on the Helix right now. Um, maybe this is just the push that um, a next generation of, uh, of players needs to kind of just get reminded of how awesome these things are. Um, they've I have a been hard time believing... I've been having a hard time believing anybody buys a $1,500 floorboard and doesn't already have a DAW available to them where they need Cubase, but. Well, that's true. I mean, anybody with a Mac, though, has a uh, has GarageBand already. That's not to say that they can't. Um, and, I mean, Audacity is already upgrade. free, and there's a few things like that, too. But uh, there's I Reaper. I think it's just there's... going with Cubase. I think maybe it's more, maybe they're getting doing Cubase more of a favor. Well, is, is Steinberg part of Yamaha? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Because uh, if, if it's just their ecosystem and they're just packaging like products together, right? Yeah. Well, then they're not missing out on any money, really. If 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 they, um, you know, if they get to make that kind of decision, I am kind of curious. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's sort of equal parts. There's a bit of a wane in interest towards the Helix, but you know, I'm not really hearing anybody talk about Cubase. So, um, it I mean, it could be that. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm trying to quickly scroll through their site and see if there's actually a reference back to Yamaha or not, but because mm -hmm. um, I mean Line 6 is all part of that ecosystem now. Right. I mean, and you've seen like uh if you remember Gibson bought uh Cakewalk for a little while there to try to make um that part of their portfolio. I mean, there's always that whole, we want to package everything together and, and make you stay here the way like Universal Audio is doing that now. Like just a bunch yeah. of people are. So uh, we shall. I just see. say this real quick. If, you know, 
I think it's a great deal. Regardless of, you know, whether whether one brand is waning or not, um, I'm telling you, Line 6 continues to release regular, fantastic updates to their, uh, to their Helix software. Um, I'm a Stomp user now through and through. I had one a little while back and sold it and got back on board. And uh, uh, as some, we've talked about some direct amps options, um, including one of the new ones we mentioned tonight, um, they're continuing to release brand new amp models that are uh, significantly more nuanced than their legacy amps. Um, they're offering new reavers and all that kind of stuff that, that can really compete with the likes of Strymon and others. And yep. now is a really, really great time to get an incredible amount of money's worth out of a Helix. Um, I'm, we've had this conversation up. up well, you know, also offline, considering you can't buy a but, used Helix for, uh, like it, I, the used market hasn't dropped out on them fully yet either. Like they're still, I don't know, like twelve hundred bucks used, so they're not depreciating that much. Yeah, I mean the real thing. I mean, I would still rather get the backpack when they were doing that deal. Yeah, that, that hundred, two hundred dollar backpack. I'd rather have that, but I also don't have a need for a DAW because I'm an idiot who already pays for for uh, Pro Tools. Um, dude, dude, hey, Logic Pro, enough said. Yeah. Enough said. Move on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely, uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough about Helix right now, though. Uh, what By the I way, really Steinberg want to is see part of, them, of uh, Yamaha Music Corporation. Okay. So then it's just smart. It's smart of them, I guess. It's, it's them just packaging. More people's hands. Yeah. I'm sure they're not making any money off of And Q-based. the cheapest current questioning on uh, Reverb is 1100 bucks. They're yeah. selling below 1000 bucks now. So... That, that would explain where the value prop is now in this of, okay, we need yeah. to bundle some software in here. I mean, Dude. personally, you and I were like this. Um, as a guy who doesn't like calling his gear back and forth, it would be great if I could just leave my Helix at church and then just use Helix Natum when I'm at home, program it. Absolutely. It that is an incredibly powerful option. I mean, you can literally just recreate your entire rig um, in recording. And, of course, the benefit and of a plug-in And not take up is- your whole desk, too. Right, and and then you know, benefit of plugins as well um, is you can change it after you record. Um, yeah. So um, that's it. Frankly, if I had a Helix anyway, a full size Helix instead of the Stomp, that's how I would be recording. Anyway, it's, it's just mirroring my my rigs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's um, that's what we're using in in the recording projects that I'm doing primarily right now too. Is Helix Native? It's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. So um, even just for I mean. If you want a Helix and you don't have Helix native, you get it for free. Yeah, or give it give it to somebody. But I mean, oh, you, yeah. but that's also again, you're paying the fifteen hundred bucks plus taxes right off the bat to get mm-hmm. the full blown Helix instead of buying a used one. That's true. All right. Last We're thing fine. is rumors are swirling that IKEA is collaborating with the Swedish house mafia to create products that will quote democratize creativity and music production. I am so excited <laughs> to find out any, any details on this. <laughs> this is such an intriguing. It makes me, it makes me nothing, think really. that, well, what, what now there's what I hope it is. And then what I actually think it's going to be. I think well, it's, it's gonna not be, going to be. I think IKEA it's going to be some crap. Well, that's kind of what I'm hoping it's going to be. Um, I know because <laughs> studio desks are such a ripoff yes. for just a normal desk that has rack ears on it, and that's all it is. Like a tiered desk mm-hmm. with rack ears. That's all it is. IKEA could totally make that. That's not hard to make. Um, yeah. But as we move away from rack equipment too, in the more producing world. Um, one, I would love to see a desk that just has a keyboard tray in it for like a 63 key MIDI controller. Or if they started creating like musical accessories that you could add on, because there is the whole, look, you can buy the Ikea lac or whatever they are, like the base base model, you assemble it, it has a few Allen keys and the thing falls apart in a year, right? There's, there's that Ikea. 
And then there's the high-end modular Ikea, where it's just a bunch of Lego pieces and everyone starts DIYing all their stuff. And like DIY studio desks from Ikea are already a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go that's to like true. the, is it Ikea hacks? Um, yeah. Yeah. Website where people actually tell you, hey, I bought these parts and this is what I made out of it. I mm-hmm. kind of hope they're creating some type of modular system there that is more supportive of computer accessories that people use to make music. Yeah. I think it's smart. Um, yeah, the, the, there, uh, there's really no information out there about this yet. It, it is really just, they're trying to build hype for something that no one knows anything about, but the, uh, let me see if I can find the line in the article that must intrigue me actually. Um, yeah, this is, we strongly felt, this is a quote from, uh, Street Shash Mafia says, we strongly felt a need to collaborate with someone who shared our vision of making it possible for everyone to create music at home. As artists and producers, we also understand the importance of a home studio setup and the needs and challenges uh, many up-and-coming artists and creative uh, uh, have at home, right? So clearly there, there is a clear focus here on, on musicians. Um, uh, there was another line, though, that talked about, let's see, Yes, uh, they say uh, the starting point for the collaboration is the belief that while a lot of other people are now making music at home, they can quickly discover that a home is often built and designed to match totally different needs than the ones you might have as a music fan or creator, which is true. I mean, we and both struggled with this with having to work from home from our desks that we initially set up to make music at. Right. And now I need to sit at this all day, every day, and my neck hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Because it wasn't designed for Zoom calls. It was designed for playing music. So Yeah. Um, well, and let's also talk about the fact that studio desks weren't designed for home studios. No, that's They've true. They've not been from the beginning. The ones that are are the ones that you were talking about, which is a normal desk with rack ears on it. And yeah. that doesn't fix anything either. Um, and we've actually talked about this. I am in the process of designing and hopefully going to be building soon my own custom uh, home studio desk uh, for that reason. So, yeah, I, I, I am, like I said, I am really intrigued, um, but I would love to just actually find out any concrete piece of information on this other than hype. Yeah, we'll see. It, it might turn into nothing. It might turn into something cool. Sure. We shall see. Well, with that, <laughs> that's, that is the news for this week. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, if you like the show, check us out at theeffectsloop.com. There you'll find a link to everything, including our Facebook group. You can go in that, and chat about the episodes, make inside jokes that no one will get until the episode's actually out. Um, also, suck it, Philip. Here I am once again. <laughs> Philip wasn't. <laughs> Philip was invited tonight, and he couldn't make it because he had to hang out with his, with his wife. Um, you can find our Instagram, our YouTube our email you can join our patreon from there um you know what everyone just go to just go to the group and just write suck it philip just do it um and with that (laughs) thanks for joining us we'll see you guys next week see ya
dictionary Why is negativity always drawing out Pictionary Visualize love Energize lies together together We undefeated A plan to make weather's no gloves needed When we weed into the mindset of achieving And believing in a community that remains happy Never after The world should be one Hate annihilated Every heart is one Love again So Don't buy